Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Tish Hamilton. Hello, Tish. Hi, Sarah. I am fresh off a trip from Japan, as you know, because we texted each other a few times while I was over there. And that seemed like such an awesome trip. I'm sure you had such a wonderful time. We did. Now that we're back, I still kind of can't believe that we did it. I mean, I have to say the flights didn't seem as long as I had fretted about, but it just was, I mean, I'd been to Asia before. I'd been to China, Mongolia, and Thailand, but there was no doubt that I was in a different country than the United States. Well, you are a very well-traveled person and how fun it is to, must have been to go with kids who are, what are they like 19 to 21 ish? So like they're old enough to, (laughs) to like be appreciative and be a participant and, Mm -hmm. and And they uh, can go off on their own. Yeah, yeah, they can go thrift thrift shopping on their own and uh, go try to see the Imperial Palace on their own. And um, and I set off on my own for a few runs. I have I have to tell you, Tish, that I debated so many months whether or not to bring my running shoes. And I was finally motivated by so many different mother runners. I had seen photos of them running in Japan specifically. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, you can totally do it. And I have to say, I went to China to adopt my daughter, actually, mm-hmm. and had the same debate. Like, should mm-hmm. I bring my running shoes? I'm adopting mm-hmm. a baby. Am I going to actually be able to run? And I brought mm-hmm. my running shoes. I figured, well, you know, I can always walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I ended up running every day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that, but I have to say I found several rivers to run along in yeah. um, Kyoto. Oh my goodness. It was so beautiful. It was sunny. There were just beautiful birds, so many herons and cranes and oh my I, I just stopped at one point and just got kind of overwhelmed by emotion it was just so moving yeah that's, and, that sounds really awesome mm, it was great and then um in tokyo that we had a very very small gym in our hotel and so the first time i went running i went on the treadmill and now i really regret that because then i just was like well you know why don't i just google running trail near and we were in um uh, the Asakusa part of Tokyo. And, oh, yes, I was uh, like a half a mile from a, a different, ri- you know, obviously different rivers in Tokyo instead of Kyoto and great trail along there. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, why did I waste my time running on a treadmill? <laughs> right, I could right. have been right out the trail. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so that was really enjoyable. And I specifically, I queued up some of my favorite playlists because I'm like, oh, when I hear this song, you know, a different time, I'll think about when, you know, oh yeah, when I was in Tokyo and I heard the yeah. psychedelic furs or, you y- know, y- Taylor You made Swift. a musical memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. But Sarah, I have to ask you a question. So um, you're not Asian. Mm-hmm. And yep, um, you're fairly tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, so, did you feel like did you feel like you you stood out as a as a tall um, American white American uh, running you in know, in Japan? It's, it's um somewhat. It's interesting you asked about the running part because I did feel a little bit like I stood out a little bit more that way, but. Um, not not too much. I mean, even in we were in Kyoto, Osaka, and a town in the south of Japan called uh, Takamatsu, where I also went for a run. And we didn't see very many Western or seemingly Western, I should say, tourists.
tourists when we were in those areas in Tokyo, we saw more people who looked like they were um, from Europe or Australia or something. And and I would hear them talking and I, they had an Australian accent. So I made an assumption about them, but I didn't feel like it was like, Oh, look at that big, tall blonde doofus over there running, (laughs) (laughs) which is often how I feel when I run in Portland. So, uh, Those are your words, not mine. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> and I got to say, there were a, a lot of runners over there and a lot of really speedy runners. So it was fun to get out there and just see people, you know, going about their, their daily uh, workout as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was, re- it was just amazing. Amazing. So, all right. Well, today our topic is running longevity, uh, you know, being able to run well into some advanced years after you're already collecting social security and all that good stuff. We're going to be talking with three supermasters women runners, gals who are 60 plus, who are literally running strong. We have three guests, but it's actually four gals because you, Tish, my fabulous co-host, turned 62 earlier this month. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before we bring on our first guest. But the, one of the reasons I've wanted to do this topic for a long time, because so often people say that their most common aspiration is I want to run my entire life. And on the Another Mother Runner Facebook page, Melissa wrote, I want to run for as many decades of my life as possible. And I'm eager to hear the advice and wisdom these runners have to share with us. So, yeah. And I was nudged to do this topic finally by the daughter of one of our guests who emailed to suggest we talk to Louise, her 88-year-young mother, who runs two to four miles a day. Louise is going to be our last guest. Um, We're going to go in order by age. So, Tish, that means you, as the youngest 60-plus runner, uh, you're an enviable example of a Supermasters runner. I mean, you are as avid a runner as I've known you for all the time I've known you, it seems like. Would you say that's the case or? Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm and I'm not collecting Social Security yet. Yes. <laughs> Let the record show. Yes. <laughs> You're not double dipping. <laughs> I, I, I still have a full time job. And yeah. because I came late to the motherhood thing, I still have a child in college to uh, to mm-hmm. pay for. So, yes, <laughs> uh, we're hanging on to that full time job as long as possible. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I mean, do you feel that your running has changed let's say in the past five or let's say five years? Well, I think like a lot of runners uh, who ran during pandemic and, and COVID shutdown, um, that mm-hmm. that impacted racing and running somewhat. Um, although I, I did run a lot during that time because that was a thing to do outside. Mm-hmm. I will say that I ran really, really strong through my early fifties and like really strong, like, uh, you know, not setting PRs at that time. I think my last PR was in my late forties or maybe even 50. So that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But I have noticed that I'm getting slower. My times are getting slower, but it it doesn't feel slower. So it's the same (laughs) effort. And and I go, Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Something's wrong with my GPS because it keeps saying this this time that I'm running for my, my, my mile per mile split. And like, that's wrong. (laughs) Gosh, my, my, my GPS keeps being wrong. I mean, something's really wrong. (laughs) I definitely need a new watch. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so that's to say, like, it feels like the same effort, uh, but it, mm-hmm. the times are getting slower. And mm-hmm. I think that's just a fact of life. I think that's just something mm-hmm. that one has to get used to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little surprising, like how, because, you know, mentally you go, okay, you know, X time is my new time. All right, no big mm-hmm. deal. But then, like, not that long, six <laughs> months or so later, it's X plus 30 seconds and then X plus 45 <laughs> seconds. And you keep like, okay, okay. It's kind of like um, when you when you go to buy something and you're, like, completely shocked by how something is expensive, but you kind of adjust yes. your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> it was like inflation was two years yeah, ago, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad gas is under $5 exactly, now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and here's the thing about running slower. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the the wisdom of Tish Hamilton uh, yep, brought to you, you by another mother runner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm also not joking. So we talk about like training for a long race, for instance. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think about like, I haven't, I ran my last marathon. It's been over a year. I ran New York last in 2022. So I, mm-hmm. you know, and I think about training for a marathon, but man, those, those 20 milers are just going to take forever in a day. <laughs> and, yeah. and also recovery, you know, recovery mm-hmm. takes longer. And, and people mm-hmm. have been telling me that I have friends who are uh, seven, 10, 15, 20 years older than me who run and who have been running for a long time. And they've always warned me about this. But you kind of go, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, and then you go, oh, right. <laughs> it takes a long time to recover. Well, you and I are laughing about this, but I mean, was there a period where you had to really kind of get right with all of this? Oh, you think I'm right with all of this? <laughs> okay. You, you, you talk a good game. Uh, you no, have it's, a, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing struggle. And, and, you know, the thing that I tell myself, you know, what you can't do, don't do this self is look at old times, you know, because mm-hmm. like I'll run a 10 K and I'll feel like, Hey, that was a good time. And, you know, I came mm-hmm. in an age group and especially as you get into the older age groups, there's fewer competitors. So there's mm-hmm. a better chance of getting, you know, placing in an age group. And then I'll go mm-hmm. look at my time that I ran mm-hmm. just two or three years ago and go, Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like I have slowed down so much in three years. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, don't do that to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm still riding the wave of gratitude that I'm able to run again after my bulging discs. Yeah. So that I don't know whether that helped me get right with things. It just, um, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am running again. I don't care what the pace is. Yeah. And that's the place we all should be, honestly, because aren't we so lucky to be able to, to be running Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's a, mm-hmm. a Southern writer whose name's Margaret Renkel, and I'm always quoting her because she says, you know, sorrow in the face of such great good fortune would be a poor response to being able to do this mm-hmm. into our years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a really good reality check. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, running is competitive sport, and we can be competitive with our own selves and, yes. and our past mm-hmm. selves. So it's it's a fine yeah. balance. Yeah, exactly. Do as we say, not as we do, kind of. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Our first guest is Kathy Blinn of Matawan, New Jersey. At age 69, Kathy is retired. She's the mother of three grown children and three grandchildren. Kathy started running two decades ago, and Tish and I got to know Kathy at our recent retreat on Hilton Head Island, where Kathy nabbed second place in her age group behind um, Tish in the quarter marathon. We're so pleased to be talking with you, Kathy. Hi. Good to hear you again. (laughs) Thank you. 
So, Kathy, it was so much fun meeting you and running with you in Hilton Head and hanging out after the quarter marathon. That was so much fun. And I'd love to ask you how you got started running. Well, I kind of dabbled in it a little bit just here and there, but never really started until right before my 50th birthday. And I always wanted to do the Spring Lake 5. And I was thought, well, I could at least run walk it and ended up running the whole thing had a very good time with it and just kind of caught the bug from there. Mm. Yes. And I hear that you beat your daughter in that first race. Oh, yes. And that never happened again. (laughs) 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 We got the bug even worse, I think, because. Yeah, right. You you shamed her into building on her speed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now she's doing great. Now she paces me. Nice, nice. So how often would you say you did races in your first decade of running? In my first decade of running, I think I did a 5K. I did the five miler every year and then maybe a 5K once in a while. But I never ran a half marathon until 2011. Mm. Okay. And then I understand you ran a marathon, New York City Marathon in 2016. So just a few years after your first half. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was very exciting. I'm, I'm still like on the fence about whether I'll ever be able to do another marathon again. (laughs) But uh, that was a good experience. I'm glad I did that one. That was a very special one to do, especially living here. Yeah, yeah. New York City Marathon is so exciting. So so, um, what makes you be on the fence? Um, Just worrying that it takes a lot out of you, just putting in the, um, the time and effort to do that distance. I worry, I worry about the wear and tear of my body because my goals really are to run as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to really, you know, put everything in, into one barrel, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get that. Marathon training, and it's not just the race, it's the training that leads up to it and the recovery afterwards. Right, right. I, I, I worry about it. But if a special marathon ever came along, I might consider it. Right. So, um, and for racing now, I hear you've done a trail race. So um, tell me about uh, deciding to do trail racing. Well, I find running trails very exciting. The racing part, maybe not so much, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I, I do find it exciting because it just kind of challenges your body in different ways. And also you're out in nature and that's the best part. Um, you know, being out in nature and, you know, having to figure out, oh, do I have enough to get over this tree that's sitting in the middle of this trail or to um, forge through this stream that's a little deeper than we anticipated it was going to be. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting pictures of my last race that I fell in <laughs> the mud. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you've done you've done several trail races then. Oh yes, yes, yes. I've I've done um I've done several out in Pennsylvania, um some 25k's actually. Mm. There was one where I got lost in a snowstorm. That was really interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, probably the uh, longest distance I think I've pushed in the last 10 years is the 25k trail races. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say you're making the marathon sound easy in comparison. <laughs> Uh, on a couple of times that when I was out there, I was like, "Yeah, I think the marathon training was a little bit, a little bit easy." Wow! And so when you're out there, you don't worry about 
tripping. I mean, people of all ages trip when they're out there trail running or kind of getting lost or I don't know that just, you know, trail running can be daunting for some people. My biggest fear. It's my biggest fear. I've, I have face planted a couple of times. Mm. Um, and yeah, I haven't had, fortunately haven't had any serious injuries at all, Mm -hmm. but it is my number one worry, which is why I don't really, the racing part is not like big for me. I I really take my time when I'm out there Mm -hmm. and and just when, when I I see a nice clear path that I can run, that's when I run, Mm -hmm. but other ups and downs, I'm very, very careful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. getting myself around. Okay. All right. Well, talking about injuries, have you had to deal with many injuries during your two decades of running and have those, any of those injuries had to usher in a new normal for your running or lifestyle that you had to learn to accept? Um, I've been pretty fortunate, but, uh, two years ago I did have a slight, uh, hairline fracture on my knee Hmm. and that kind of took me out for a a bit. I had to learn patience. Mm -hmm. Um, PT was wonderful. In fact, my, my PT, she said, I'm getting you back out there. Nice. And she did. Mm-hmm. And she really, and she really did. I know now my new normal is not going for speed, just going mm-hmm. and running. Every time I get out there now, I think I appreciate it more because there was a time where I thought, okay, this is, this is the end. And I wasn't really, um, emotionally ready for it to be the end. Mm-hmm. And we, I know we've all had <laughs> discussions about that. Mm-hmm. And so I was very appreciative to be back out there in any form. And I was very surprised that I, I did come back mm. pretty strong. And that was just after the hairline fracture in your knee or have there been other injuries that kind of made you? No, that's, have... that, that's, really, the, that's really the only thing I've had. And it's, wow. it's been, yeah, I know. I've been very, very lucky. Very, mm-hmm. very lucky. Especially considering some of the falls I did have on the trails. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So do, what sort of self-care or prehab do you do? And, and like, um, do you have a routine before your daily run, like a dynamic warm-up or leg swings? Or- well, I learned a lot about dynamic warm-ups <laughs> at Hilton yes. Have you been implementing them? <laughs> I am now implementing them. I learned a lot. I have to say, that was, that was fabulous because I did learn a lot. I learned, uh, especially um, Dimity's uh, footwork thing, mm-hmm. which I cringed the whole time we were doing it. But <laughs> I, I kept doing, I've kept doing it, and boy, does it make a difference! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but but pre but pre retreat, what type of self care and prehab were you doing over the um, years? I was doing some. I was doing some yoga, like a ten minute yoga warm up before I went out for a run. Mm-hmm. I had started that after my injury, my, my knee injury, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I was really, you know, being able to bounce back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. And also walking, walking before and after I start running. Mm. That was another big thing is, is making sure I got like maybe anywhere from like close to a quarter of a mile before I started running. Oh my goodness. A quarter of a mile. Wow. Yeah, really pushing it there, Kathy, to go. <laughs> well, that used to be a hundred feet. So that's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's basically it. Massages. Mm. How often do you do those? Get those. Well, when I, I was lucky enough that I had a friend who was studying to be a, a masseuse and it, he he had he was he could give uh, massages for, at this one place for twenty five dollars. So that Sweet. that I was doing that. Around, I know that <laughs> I was doing that around um, the time I was doing my marathon training, and that that helped so much. Mm-hmm. So 
Mm-hmm. But I do tend to like save, save, save up some massages to go around, um, some training times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smart move. Yep. So Kathy, what does a typical week of training look like for you? Okay. So right now I am, I am training for the New York City half marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm running maybe four times a week. Um, with a, you know, the one long run, one, um, quality, uh, is, uh, I, I do more fart licks than, than, you know, any kind of tempo run. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are, are just easy runs, even to the point where I'll do a walk run one day. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I'm start I'm just right now building up to being able to run, you know, a couple of back to back days. Cause it, it just turns out that that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I am strength training two times a week mm-hmm. at the gym, and I do a Pilates reformer class. Okay. So that's that's basically what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm going to switch gears and ask you about Instagram because I see your Instagram handle is called at Old Fart Running. <laughs> And, and, and I have to ask you, is, is that how you, is that how you really feel? Uh, yeah, for a long time I did. I really, I, I don't know whether I feel that anymore, but when I, when I made that handle, I did. Hmm. Cause I really just felt like I was like the old fart out there. <laughs> um, but that was really before I, I joined, I had joined a, um, a running group and there's all ages I think I'm still the oldest fart on this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a few people around my my age, and 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 also a lot, a lot in the trail running community that are are older. Members. Really? Yes, which is amazing. Wow, you know, they're out there. They, they, they've actually. That's why they they've inspired me to. It's like okay, trail running is a thing, you know, for people of our age. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, that's so awesome. And, and you're, you're actually getting ready to enter a new age group, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am signed up for wine glass mm. in the fall. So that'll be my first half marathon. As a seventy-year-old, <laughs> and have you like have you scouted out the the times of the previous age group winners? Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet you're going to have this totally nailed. Um. No, you know, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I don't know why. I just, I, I used to do that all, all the time to see, oh, oh, yeah, I could, I, I might actually make it in the top five or I might make it in this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. Now it's just like, I just go out there and I let it, let it rip. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now will be a pleasant surprise. And, and I'm going to put money on you. I know you're going to get an award in that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I d- <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm placing, I'm taking that same bet too. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a very popular race, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I also think maybe you need to go to maybe a less competitive part of the country, you know, that you're in the metro New York area. And um, I don't know. I think I think you got a lot of high achievers out there. So <laughs> the, the runners of my age group are really fabulous. They are really outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get very excited when um, they, I, you know, I'm in a competition with them because for some reason I feel like I run better. I may, I may not be a podium 
winner, but I always have a good time. Mm-hmm. I always have like a really good race, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to see that. Oh my god! And I'm, always, and, and I'm also inspired by that. Yeah, I'm inspired by these people that you know are still out there and they're they're doing so so well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you definitely have your place amongst them, Kathy, because we're impressed by you. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking with us. And I, I hope to see you in April at uh, Montclair State at Sophisticated Ladies. So uh, <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you know what day I'm coming. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'm going to keep putting pressure on you. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, good luck at the New York City half. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Senior Masters Runners. Stay with us. Our next guest is Jenny Kyle, who, like Tish, lives in Savannah, Georgia. Jenny is a retired radiation therapist. She's also a former team sports player, including field hockey. Jenny has been a runner for nearly half a century. Hey, let that sink in for a second there. Jenny's 74 years of age. Thanks for talking with us today, Jenny. You're welcome. So, hi, Jenny. Um, uh, this is Tish, who you know very well. And uh, <laughs> you, you've been running for 46 years. And so take us back to the beginning and, and tell us about how you got started in running. Okay, yeah. Well, um, in 1976, uh, my husband and I got married and we moved from London to New Orleans. And um, I didn't know when I'd always played a lot of sports, but I didn't know what to what to take up. And uh, my husband started running. And so I started running with him a little bit. And then he started doing some races. And I didn't know whether I was ready for that. So anyway, a few weeks after I'd started running, there was a two mile race for um, novices in City Park in New Orleans. And uh, so Dave said to me, oh, I think you should enter that. So I got really nervous and I said, oh, okay. And he said, well, I tell you what, because I was running in like a $10 pair of Converse basketball shoes at the time. <laughs> so, well, back then there weren't many running shoes anyway. He said to me, well, I tell you what, if you go under 16 minutes for two miles, I'll buy you a pair of running shoes. So I said, okay, bet on. And Anyway, I thought my legs were going to fall off and my lungs were going to burn out, but I actually ran a 15.02, so I got my running shoes and that was it. <laughs> I was hooked. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And a few weeks after you started running. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's amazing that you were able to to nail that. That is That's great. So well, where did it go from there? You did a two-mile race, which is kind of an unusual race distance. Where where did your racing go from there? Well, then I did a five-mile race next. And I don't know, but I did it in 38-something, which was... Right now, it sounds really fast. But <laughs> <laughs> now I'm 74. So I started winning awards and races and stuff. And then I started beating my husband, and it was all downhill and uphill. <laughs> downhill for him and uphill for me <laughs> so jenny how how often do you race these days oh not very much actually 2023 i only did four races mm. i've got one coming up in just over a week and we'll see how that goes i think really because i didn't um race much well didn't race any when covid was on i kind of 
lost my uh, racing motivation. Mm. And then, of course, you know, mm. I'm getting so, well, for me, it's slow. Everybody says it's not slow, but I'm having, I'm going to have to get into the mindset that I can't run as fast as I used to. And instead of being a good runner, I'm just going to be good for my age. <laughs> well, you do know everybody that that does come for everybody eventually, right? We're going to slow down eventually. Yeah. Um, so, do, do you have a point where, like, you in your life where you noticed the slow down more precipitously? And and I'll give you an example. My my mother, who started running in her sixties, said she really noticed it. Uh, I hate to tell you this uh, when she turned seventy five. Um, but you've, but she, she hadn't been running as long as you've been running. So I'm curious about, was there a certain point where you, where you did notice the slowdown? Well, I've been gradually slowing down since 50, probably, but I've had my ups and downs, but I think I took quite a big drop and I don't know whether it was because of, you know, lack of motivation during COVID, but I think 70 was my like little, um, precipice sort of thing. But as one of the one of the guys in the striders said to me, "Yes, but Jenny, you kept your speed a lot longer than most people." When I complain, oh. mm-hmm. very true. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So, Jenny, give us a sense of what a week of exercise looks like for you. At the moment, I run five days a week. So I run. Um, my week starts on Sunday. I run Sunday, Monday. I walk on Tuesday. I run Brighton Speed Work on Wednesday. I run Thursday. I walk on Friday and I do a long run on Saturday. So my days of the week are like usually like six or seven miles in those days. And then the Saturday one is usually about 10. Wow. Wow. You you have to realize that that's amazing for someone who is – 74. I mean, that that's for a lot of people, that would be amazing for someone who's 34. But um, <laughs> th- th- that is amazing. And and what other things in addition to the running and the walking, what else do you supplement in there? Every day I stretch and then five days a week, I do strength and core exercises. Mm. Okay. And, and how long are we talking? Is that 10 minutes? Is that 30 minutes? Oh, if it's just stretch, it's about 30 minutes. um, Otherwise, it's an hour. Mm, Okay. All right. And do you... Well, I'm retired, so I have a lot longer time. Oh, for sure. For sure. I get that. I get that. But still, I mean, the dedication to do it. I mean, you know, particularly the strength training for some people is the bane of their existence. So even if they had all the time in the world, they wouldn't be doing it. (laughs) True. But, um, so, and then do you, you know, so let's say when you wake up on a Wednesday with, you know, and that's your speed day, do you ever say, "Mm, I'm just not feeling it in terms of like, maybe you have a little niggle in your hip or your calf is bothering you, something like that. Or is it pretty much what the calendar says you do it? Um, it would have to be more than a little little niggle because at my age, there's always a little niggle somewhere, (laughs) but it, it, (laughs) If I think it's something that I shouldn't be doing, then I won't go. But otherwise, I'll just get myself out there and do it. Because usually once you get going, it feels better anyway. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. 100%. 
So, um, Jenny, I'm wondering, you talked a little bit about uh, a motivation kind of declining a little bit uh, during the pandemic times, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, but so I'm, I'm curious about motivation and inspiration. Do, do you have any role models that you look to for, for inspiration or for guidance? Uh, not really at the moment, no. I mean, I look I look at the times that Jeannie Rice runs and go, holy guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who she is. She set all those world's records for the seventy-five-year-old age group this last year. Oh, okay. Uh, I think her her Boston Marathon time was like three twenty-two or something. Oh my goodness! Mm. And she's seventy-five, so mm. um, not really. Okay. And then, what would you say to a runner in, let's say, her forties or fifties who feels like everything is falling apart? Like, what can a runner do in those decades to help ensure she's still running in twenty, thirty, or forty years? Um, maybe just do some cross training for a little while. Still keep running, but do a bit more cross training just for a while and see, or try joining a different group or running somewhere different. Change your schedule mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm. You find being a member of the Savannah Striders um, helps you a lot? Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, I mean, I would run by myself anyway, but I love to, I love the group runs. It's nice to be able to just um, chat while you're running or, or even, um, you know, just, well, we always meet for coffee and stuff afterwards. So that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So aside from slowing down, what has been the biggest surprise of running into your 60s and 70s? Well, actually, when I'm, when I'm out there running and I'm really enjoying it and it just, and I go, really, am I really still doing this at my age? Because <laughs> I used to, when we were kids, we, my grandma used to come visit. She used to come on the bus, but, you know, she was always late running, get, getting to the, to the bus. And so she would like, run a few yards to catch the bus. And we all said, oh, she's 70 and she's running for the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and now I go, oh, I'm 74 and <laughs> running all over the neighborhood. <laughs> See, you do have an inspiration. It's your grandmother. <laughs> well, that's true. Yes, true. <laughs> and it's funny actually because i i run a lot in my neighborhood and uh, there's a lot of people walking in the neighborhood and they're always you know, they they do some of the ladies stop and say oh here she is here's my hero you're our inspiration and that really mm-hmm. that's nice that's really nice mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome and have you had any injuries that you've had to deal with over the years and um and if so what have you found most successful for returning to running uh, yes, I've had loads of injuries over the years. Um, you name it, I've probably had it. But I think, uh, well, I didn't used to stretch very much when I was younger either. So I think the stretching helps. And, you know, you do need to rest when you're injured. And coming back to running, I found that the the walk-run helps me. Mm. I don't like mm-hmm. it to do it normally because I I lose my stride when I stop and walk. But I think definitely for, for coming back from injury, it's, it's very good. It works. I used to do it before anybody else did it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You could, you could have made a, a fortune like Jeff Galway did. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your lovely accent, I would have bought what you were selling. Uh, <laughs> Jenny, you live in a 
hot, humid part of the country. And I noticed that you usually run in long fitted shorts. And we got a question on Facebook from a 52 year old runner who's wondering if or when she's supposed to, in quotation marks, say goodbye to her four inch Wazelle Roga shorts. So I don't know, as I'm a 57 year old athlete who wears three inch shorts on the pickleball court. So I'm hoping that the answer isn't anytime soon that I'm supposed to give up. Oh, no, no. Just, just when you feel that, you know, your legs don't look like they used to. <laughs> and also, actually, I, the the reason I wear the tight ones are, is partly for support, but more so when you run in the heat down here, mm-hmm. when you've got those flappy little flimsy things on, mm-hmm. they get soaking wet and they flip and flap around your legs. So the tight ones are much, much better in the hot. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll co-sign on that one. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So Jenny, uh, what about diet? Like what kind of uh, nutrition you eat? I can't remember. Are you vegetarian or do you have any special foods that you depend on for for staying healthy? I'm not quite vegetarian. I eat fish, but I don't eat meat. I do probably eat more cheese than I should, but I just, being English, I love cheese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I eat all fresh fruit and vegetables and I eat salads and whole grains and lots of fruit. Mm-hmm. So no supplements. I mean, you're not taking turmeric shots or. Oh, heck no. I take, well, I do take a multivitamin and um, glucosamine chondroitin. Mm-hmm. But, um, take that for years and years. And I, oh, and I also take calcium in the form of Tums Extra Strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. For years just to keep my um, I don't have any problems with um, osteoporosis or anything like that but just so I don't I always take those mm-hmm. all right well and what's the race that you have uh, coming up shortly um it's the frosty 5k in Bluffton South Carolina which won't be very frosty I bet uh. <laughs> <laughs> we did have frost on the ground last week one day <laughs> oh all right okay <laughs> So you never know here. It could be 80 degrees or it could be snowing. But <laughs> snow is not very likely. I've been in Savannah since um, 1988 and I've seen snow twice. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, I hope you survive this uh, windstorm th- that you're having and I hope it doesn't progress into anything else. All right. It'll just make my speed work harder tomorrow running in a wind tunnel, won't it? <laughs> yes, it will. I try to always stay positive about the weather. I've run... I've run in 100 degrees. I've run in the blizzard in Colorado. And yeah, it's not the weather is not going to stop unless it's lightning. I should be out there no matter what the weather. Mm, Nice. All right. That's a life lesson we can all (laughs) learn from. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been lovely talking with you, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Our final Supermasters runner is the one whose daughter helped make this episode a reality. Louise Kleber lives in New York City and is 88 years of age. Louise is a retired organization development consultant and the mother of five children, three biological and two stepchildren. Louise has been a runner for 43 years. Welcome, Louise. We're delighted to be talking with you. I'm delighted to talk to you as well. So, Louise, um, tell us about how you got started running. Ah, I started in the dark ages. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was, I had three children, uh, all of whom were, uh, uh, one was in high school, two were a little younger. 
uh, I have a full-time job. I was teaching at a community college. I did no exercise of any kind for maybe 20 years. And I went on a vacation. We rented bikes and we went up a hill and I thought I was going to die. And my children, who usually paid no attention to me whatsoever, said, are you all right? Are you all right? And I realized I needed to do something because it was clear that was not a good way to be. I had a, a colleague who was a uh, taught uh, phys ed at the community college I taught at, and she was a runner. And I said, boy, I would really... You know, I really admire that you run. I could never run, which I think is what lots of people say. And she said, well, can you walk? And I said, yes. And she said, well, let's get you some shoes. And that started me off. And she also said, don't run every day, which, of course, I did. And so everything (laughs) hurt. But eventually I began running, walking, and uh, then running. And uh, I think it changed my life. Mm. So um, I understand that early after you started running, you ran your first marathon? I did. I did. But, I mean, that was that was like almost a year after I had started. I lived in a, 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 a suburb of Hartford, Connecticut. There was a... Um, community uh, park that had did exercises and they had Monday night races and women ran three miles and men ran five miles because that was the early days. And I started doing that. And uh, then I ran in a race, a real race. And I think I came in after a 12 year old at the end (laughs) But I'm anything but persistent. And my friend who had started me running had left Connecticut and was going to run a marathon in uh, St. Louis. And uh, I said I would come out and and cheer her on. And she said, "Uh, well, uh, you know, you could run with me. I said, well, yeah, I'm not going to run a marathon. And it turned out... She said, well, they won't let you run without joining. You have to join. So then I had to train. Uh, And I ended up running it. And uh, I was hooked. I think I came in third for women over 40. I think there may have been three of us. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations. (laughs) Never did it again. Never did that again. If you start early enough, you can win races. And then as you get older, you continue to win races because there are fewer people your age running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to ask how many people are in your age group now when you do a race typically in the New York City area? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'm very distressed because uh, the New York Roadrunners, which I'm now a member of, has five-year age divisions until you get to 80. And then it's 80 and above. Oh. And the last race I ran, which was about a year ago, I came in third because I was beaten. I was 87 at the time. I was beaten by Mm -hmm. two youngsters of 80. And there was one person uh, who ran, 
who, who was slower than I was, and she just turned 80. So she probably thought she had it made. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I came in <laughs> blazing speed, <laughs> 14-minute miles. Yeah, but that's just not right that you have to compete against those young 80-year-olds. Yeah, I think so, too. And I keep thinking I'm going to send a letter to New York Roadrunners, but I haven't gotten around to it. And also, I can't get into races because people sign up so early that uh, there's, they're closed by the time I think I'm going to run a race. So I haven't run a lot of races lately, but the racing sort of keeps me motivated. Otherwise, I just slog around. <laughs> So do you mean that it keeps you, so do you do speed work? Uh, well, I, I haven't been doing speed work for a number of years. When I was in Hartford, I started a, a women's running group in the Hartford Track Club, and we did, uh, we did speed work on the track. Uh, and that was uh, very useful. And I ran lots and lots and lots of races because there were always races. And I liked them. It was fun. I was never very fast. Uh, but as long as I was old, I could often, at least in Hartford, Connecticut, get somewhere, you know, get maybe third place, maybe fourth place. Who knows? Nice. So, Louise, what does a, a typical workout week look like for you these days? I run maybe three miles, sometimes four, sometimes two. I run maybe five days a week. I ran this morning mm. three miles. I try and swim one day a week uh, as an alternate. And I also, until COVID, was doing Pilates regularly once a week. Mm. Nice. And you're in New York City. Do you run in Central Park? Uh, sometimes. I live closer to Riverside Park, and uh, I sometimes run in Central Park. I sometimes run in, mostly run in Riverside Park these days. I also uh, used to bike, and I would uh, bike around Riverside Park, up and down, and also in Central Park. Mm. And when did you give up cycling? I gave up cycling when I was riding my bike to work one icy day, mm. lost c control of my bike on a hill, and broke my shoulder. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. And uh, while I have since biked once or twice since then, I'm a little too leery uh, of biking. But I was biking to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. up until, until four or five uh, years ago. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm also amazed that you were still working into your 80s. So, there ah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was not working full time. I was working. Oh, okay, Louise. Well, you know, so you were just working part time in your 80s. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, so from photos and what your daughter told me, it seems running is a bit of a family affair. So oh, you better believe it. Good, good. Tell us a tale or two about a multi-generational run or race. Well, I started to count uh, 
when you 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 asked a question about uh, my kids, mm-hmm. my oldest daughter Sherry uh, has been running since college. She started running about the same time I did because she felt uh, she didn't want me to be in better shape than she was, uh, <laughs> and uh, she's always been faster than I. Uh, my last marathon, which I was a, a while ago, I ran with her, and she complained continuously how injured she was, and I promised I would stay with her, but I lost her at the 10-mile mark at the water stop, and I finally finished the race, went to get my things, and there she was. And mm. She had finished ahead of me, much to my annoyance. (laughs) But my daughter ran. My son, my youngest son, ran in high school across country. That was before I started running, and I thought that that was cruel punishment for kids. They worked so hard. But uh, he (laughs) has run marathons. Uh, My granddaughter, Rachel, my oldest granddaughter, has run the New York Marathon. My grandson, Eric, has run the New York Marathon. My son, Adam, has run the New York Marathon. Mm. Of my kids, I would say uh, my son, Oren, ran, I think, one race and decided he, he wasn't doing that anymore. <laughs> but uh, most of my kids have run. And mm-hmm. Sherry is, is much, much more dedicated than I am. She's ran New York, I think, two years ago. It will be running mm. the Ohio Marathon this coming year. Mm. Mm. What age were you when you did that last marathon? Uh, maybe 60. Mm. It was a while ago. Maybe, no, maybe, maybe, maybe in my 50s even. Mm. I was running, I ran six marathons. Mm-hmm. And I never got much better. Mm. My best time was a, a marathon, uh, a five college marathon I did in four hours. Okay. Um, but other than that, uh, other ones, it, you know, I were not great. I mm. didn't have the kind of training people have nowadays. My training mostly was run 50 miles a week, run some long runs on the weekend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So watching my parents age, I felt like aging comes in plateaus. Like you're kind of cruising along just fine. And then boom, there's a drop off of some sort. And then that level kind of becomes the new existence. So have you found that to be the case with running? And if so, when did you notice big shifts in your running? I'm not so sure I noticed big shifts in my running. What I noticed is I was running slower Mm. and I was not running as much distance as I Mm. used to. Now I run with an Apple watch and uh, my heart rate gets up maybe 135 when I'm not running very fast. Mm. So I don't see it as a drop off. Mm. I see it as a gradual decline both in effort and in output. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So apart from slowing down, um, how has running 
changed for you over the years? And, and also, like, how do you handle that psychologically? I'm not sure I completely understand that. I tend to be a competitive person. And so I like running and I like racing. At some point, I think after my last marathon, I said I was getting injured. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, I've always run with other people. So uh, having people who run about my pace is helpful. And uh, I ran for a long time in New York with uh, three other women. We ran early in the morning before um, we went to work. And two of them stopped running. One of them had uh, heart valve surgery and walks. And now I walk with her often because she can't run anymore. So I see running as both social and athletic and stress reduction. Yeah, 100%. You, you mentioned injuries. How have, how have you recovered from injuries over the years? PT. Not uh, running for a while. I wear orthotics in my shoes, have worn them for like 20 years, 30 years. I'm not very good at stretching. Mm. I should. But I think I'm also more cautious now than I used to be. In what way are you more cautious? I've had a few falls, Mm. and I have some visual problems. I have Mm. glaucoma, and uh, one of my, my left eye is very poor, so my depth perception is poor. So when I run now, I look more at the ground than up ahead of me. And uh, maybe um, two months ago, I was not running at all. I was walking with a friend, and we crossed the street. I tripped on a a barrier, mm. and fell, <laughs> and broke my uh, a bone in in my hand, mm. Mm. which didn't keep me from running. It did keep me from swimming, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I try and be more careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Louise, what do you attribute your running longevity to? Because I often think it's sometimes easier for newer runners to run later in life, but you and the previous guests have totally blown that theory out of the water, given that you're both longtime runners. So what do you think it is that has allows you to be running at age 88? Ah, I think It has made such a difference in my life that I persist despite not being as energetic or as, as, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, so I used to teach stress management and for my mind, uh, running is a, is a great stress reducer. It it helps me sleep better. I've become a vegan, Mm. not not because of running, but all of these things are things that I think are helpful in keeping me active. 
and keeping my brain from turning to mush. <laughs> Although my mem memory gets a little bit messed up and I get really irritated when I can't link on to things <laughs> <laughs> when I'm trying to on the computer, which is always three steps ahead of me. You mentioned you have a couple of friends who you ran with who are walkers now. Yes. And I'm wondering if you um, if you envision a day that you might switch to walking or do you just take this one one day or one step at a time? Well, my husband, whom I met through running mm. 30, 40 years ago, has switched to walking because he's, he's concerned about heart, heart issues. Mm. And I sometimes walk with him, but I don't feel as though I am getting the aerobic benefit. And so we go out now and I will, I will run at my glacial pace <laughs> and he will catch up with me and then walk. And it's like a, a, a tag team going, <laughs> but I, I don't walk fast enough to, for it to be aerobic or long enough. Okay. So, so you don't see an end to your running. Well, who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe when I'm 90, mm -hmm. But every once in a while, I see articles in the paper about some 90-year-old lady running in races. I say, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just got to get the New York City Roadrunners to add a 90-plus category. I think that's... No, no, no. I want them to add an 85-plus. Okay. All right. So you want... Because <laughs> you want to get in some 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 podium finishes in, in uh, the next year or two. So before... <laughs> Before you age, well, yeah. If, if, why not? Why not? I, my husband says I am a trophy hound, which is probably true. Do you have your medals and things displayed? Well, no. Uh, we lived in Hartford for many years. We moved to New York uh, a little over twenty twenty five years ago. And we both had medals and trophies all over the place, which we donated so that they could be given to Special Olympic people or what have you. Oh, nice. So I have only a few. But the New York uh, Roadrunners gives very nice little lucite plaques, so I have those. Oh, nice. And I, I think I may have one marathon medal. I don't know. Mm. But most of them are gone. Mm. Well, they went to good homes, though. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say, Louise, make it your goal to write that letter to New York City Roadrunners Club, and maybe some people listening can also write in on your behalf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that support, yeah. and uh, I appreciate being able to share my journey. I really mm -hmm. feel as though when I started running there weren't that many women running and running was yes. in a very mm -hmm. different kind of uh, force. Mm -hmm. I remember races in which women had, you know, different, different distances. Well, yeah, you mentioned that in, in Hartford that you all ran three miles when the men's races exactly. were five miles. Exactly. So. And mm -hmm. also in yeah. uh, most races, uh, if there were women running, uh, the prizes were different. The Hartford uh, 
mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving Day race in Hartford, a very big race, um, had mm-hmm. uh, you know different prizes for men and women. Yeah, yeah. I think now there are more women running than men. There are in uh, the majority yes. of races. I think every distance except marathon, uh, women are the majority of the participants. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we sell um, T-shirts on our website and we used to have one that said still waiting for my uterus to fall out. Um, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it got it got some laughs. My uh, best running friend came up with it. (laughs) So, uh, yes, good, good. Well, Louise, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, I, I think you're website and podcast is uh, adds great value for women mothers or not hmm. oh you're very sweet thank you and uh i owe a debt of gratitude to sherry for introducing me to you so thank you yes i am instructed to call her immediately as i get off the phone <laughs> good, here good good <laughs> all right all right you take good care louise right thank you bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye oh well uh our system kicked Tish out, but I know that she was enjoying those conversations as much as I was. And um, now I want to meet up with Louise when I go out to see my son in New Jersey sometime. <laughs> have a reunion of all these gals. All right. And as you might have noticed, all three of those runners are social runners. If you like to hang out with other runners, I highly recommend you join us in Lake Placid in September. On uh, September 6th to 9th, we are having our annual retreat Um, We already have more than two dozen women signed up for it. So it's going fast. We go on group runs. Our hotel is right on Mirror Lake, which is in downtown Lake Placid, which is a beautiful village that is steeped in Olympic history. We have great meals. We bring in expert speakers. Um, You heard Kathy talking about how Dimity did a, um, a session on how to have healthy feet and lower leg. We're still figuring out which guests we're going to have as experts, but I can guarantee you they'll be great and you'll be able to bring things back home like Kathy did and integrate them into your running routine. And perhaps most importantly, you're going to make a lot of great running friends at our retreat. So please go to anothermotherrunner.com, click on events in the top navigation, and you're going to find all the details there. And that's where you can register. Again, go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on events. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. All right, this is a roller coaster ride. Um, Tish is in a closet that she has no power. Uh, there's a <laughs> massive windstorm outside, but we are good. So, uh, okay, yeah, we're about to, yeah, we're about to get the same storm. It's it started here, and I as I was li- a little worried about whether I was going to lose power. <laughs> oh my gosh.